When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Loud Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian, hanging out with my co-host, Southern Flame, Don McIntyre. And then we got a guy named Mr. Ken Lewis joining us. And man, I think we got a story for you today. Here we go. All right, Ken Lewis, man, you have done, look, I didn't know who you were until I looked you up and I was like, Jesus Christ, I should know who this guy is. Right. I, I like, I like laying in the cut. Like I like being anonymous and behind the scenes and I get to work with everybody and nobody really knows who I am. It's a great, <laughs> a great way to, to live. I'm going to, I'm going to put it like this. When I looked you up, I was like, shut up. And I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and say it. 19 Grammy awards, right? 19 Grammy. So these so are not the statues. Right. Okay. okay. Right. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody has 19 statues. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the, the short list on the credits is the big one is I have 112 gold records. Yeah. Um, wow. So those keep piling up. Um, I just got another one for uh, my production on Kanye West on site uh, that I produced with uh uh, I mean, Daft Punk and Kanye were the main producers on it, and I was a producer as well. Um, mm-hmm. So that just went gold. Uh, Watch the Throne went gold, platinum ages ago. Um, but yeah, 112 gold records, 57 Grammy nominations as a participant, seven Grammy nominations by name uh, for Album of the Year, Record of the Year, uh, projects that I worked on. I've never won a statue. God damn it. Get the man a statue, guys. Nice. I know, always the bridesmaid, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I, like how, I like his nonchalance. Like, yeah, 57 Grammys or, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Where we Kanye with? You're my fucking statue already. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, to me, they're like, uh, trust me, the, the awards are nice, but they're like signposts on the road because I think anybody in my position would tell you that a lot of the very best records that we have ever made either never came out or never got pushed or got completely ignored or passed over. And to me, those records are every bit like I'm as proud of all of those records mm-hmm. as I am the big ones. It's just that those get the, the all of the attention. So Right. What sucks is... And what you said, you know, some of the best ones that you've done have never really got pushed or never got known. But isn't that the way it is? Like some of the best guitar players or drummers or songwriters in the world are not known. You know, no, totally, just totally. Known. unless they go on American Idol. 
<laughs> no one, no one knows who they are. But that, but even with even with a, a guy with who you've worked with and things that you've done, some of the best stuff you've done maybe just hasn't been heard to the public. All right, was for some reason not pushed. Isn't that crazy? And say so that's yeah. what we do. That's why we do what we do, so it can that's be right. put out there and get the word out. Get it out there. Get it known. I mean, I think yeah. I, I think I have the best podcast ever. Just no one pushes me. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, I, I think uh, a lot of times you have incredible musicians and vocalists out there who forget that this is actually the music business. And mm-hmm. if you've got to figure out whatever your lane is, you've got to figure out what your lane is towards building a fan base for real, for real. Mm-hmm. You can't just want it. You can't talk about it. You got to actually put the fucking work in hardcore to build an actual fan base. Right. Uh, otherwise, why should anybody care about you? So, right. and and some people just don't connect like that. You know, an amazing guitar player shouldn't be the front man. He should be the guitar player in a band or something. Right. Or, you know, serenade us on TikTok all night. I mean, I follow guitar players <laughs> that I just, you know, I'll scroll and I'll be like, oh, this dude, okay. For the next hour, I'm just going to fucking vibe with him playing whatever in the background. Like, I love that kind of shit. So, mm-hmm. you know, to me, music is everywhere. What right. got you started in the whole, because I know you have your song we're going we're gonna to play here in a little bit, Danger. But what got you started in production? Like, did you go to, like, sound engineering school? And how did you get to... From Kanye West, Eminem, Taylor Swift, Usher, how did you get to where you're at today to be able to work with artists like that and not have a big old fucking ego about it as well? Because I would. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. So I've been making major label records for 30 years. So if you space that out across, you know, 112 gold records over 30 years, I only get one of those every three or four months. That means all of the other every three or four months no big deal working on shit that like (laughs) is the grind you know so i mean you know most of the day-to-day is the grind and when the big people call it's the you know it's i still love those moments i just got to work on a couple big records this past week and you know those will come out and those will be big and uh but i also got to work on a bunch of indie stuff that probably won't be very big that i fucking love too so yeah i'm kind of all over the map and and with obscene stealers so i'm in this group now obscene stealers mm-hmm. and uh obscene stealers is myself and michael moss and i come from the, the music industry record side of of things and michael uh my nickname for michael is uh michael moss the music or, or the michael moss the movie trailer boss so ah. michael composes movie trailers like big ones he's done the batman he's done fast and furious star wars mulan wow. moon Knight. so he kind of comes from big epic cinematic world and doesn't really he makes records sometimes but that's that's really his niche and my niche is is kind of the record world so we met and worked together on a, a on a record last year and you know when you you just know when you know when you meet like the person that you should be making music with. And I think both of us were just like, this is really good. We should do more of this. And we did. And I was just like, holy shit, we're making some fucking amazing stuff. So we kind of kept going with it. And then we just decided to start releasing music, which we're releasing our second single side effects on Wednesday. Uh, We released danger three weeks ago. And it's, I mean, for a new artist that nobody's heard of, uh, we're doing really great at streaming so far. And well, is this like your first go around with making your own music and releasing it? As as the artist, yes, I've never been the artist before. Did you know? Impressive. Now here's it's a fun. 
going mm-hmm. from producing and doing all these different artists that you've worked with doing your own thing. Do you, do you see a different side of the industry as far as pushing your music out there? Is that something that you didn't under, maybe you understood it, but didn't ever really live it. Is it different than what you thought as far as pushing an album goes or, or a single? Um, it's a little bit because I've developed artists a lot over the years. So I kind of understand the process of artist development and I can apply my previous knowledge to, you know, being an artist myself, but still filling the shoes yourself is a totally different role. And, uh, and you, you realize you have to put yourself out there in a different way. Uh, Mm -hmm. and like I said before, you actually have to do like real fan building if you want real fans. Yeah. So, so we're, you know, I'm doing podcasts now and I'm, I'm trying (laughs) to get out there and, and, you know, make sure that people hear our music and, and we're hoping to also do great in, uh, you know, the sync world film and TV and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm trying to pull him into my world and he's trying to pull me into his world and we'll see how best of both worlds. (laughs) There you go. I've noticed you've done mostly as far as what I could tell, mostly hip hop and pop music, right? And your song kind of falls along those lines. Is that kind of your, your niche, something that you are more comfortable with than maybe like a metal or, or uh, acoustic band or something like that? Oh, Avenged Sevenfold has had me produce for them. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, I've, I've produced some metal for sure. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know. This isn't metal. It's more like uh, heavy rock, but uh, a group called Des Rocks. Um, we produced mm-hmm. those from scratch. And uh, that whole project, the first two EPs were uh, completely done by us. And, and it streamed about 150 million uh, streams by now. We've licensed unbelievable amounts of licensing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I do a lot of rock. And that's like kind of back to the those are the types of things that unless you really know who does rocks is, you don't know. You've yeah. never heard of them, but it's some of my best work. And it's some of the work that like does really well for us um, uh, in like a rights sense because he's been independent most of the time. So the rights come to us instead of a label, which is right. fantastic. Nice. Do you, have, do you get to know the artist when you're working with them? Like, do you actually get to meet them or do or someone just send you the the files and say here you go work on it um it it can go anyway kind of more back in the day i was much more in the studio with the artists a lot and mm-hmm. uh when you're and then i started specializing more in mixing and production and then you're really not in the studio you're producing you are a lot but mm-hmm. uh, but mixing you're not so now everything is remote now even production i mean i produce most of the artists that I produce remotely. And then maybe they fly in for a day or two or a week for vocals or something like that. Like I gotta, they gotta be with me for vocals, but mm-hmm. all of the other production, we can be anywhere in the world, which uh, is kind of the new music industry. And, and you know, I love it. I was going to say, it's kind of convenient for you as well, isn't Super. it? Yeah, yeah. I can be anywhere making music and right. you know, Michael Moss as well. He just, he was just spent, he's in, uh, lives in Germany. Um, mm-hmm. and he just spent like a month down in Greece with his laptop and he didn't ever stop working. Wow. Uh, he's it's like, amazing. I'm, I'm making music now. It's crazy how people, uh, can just share files now. What, what sucks though, as, as a, as someone who mixes masters and produces, you know, I don't think back in the day, I've said this before on other shows, you used to have CDs or cassettes that would give the mm-hmm. credits 
to who it was that was doing it. And nowadays everything's so digital that your name doesn't show up on these albums. And that would be, for me, it'd be a little bit irritating. But before you go into that, I do want to say one thing before I forget. I wish, Don, you were wearing a shirt that said Rio on it because then we could be Ghana Rio. <laughs> sides and be gone real. We should do that. You need a Rio shirt, and I wear the gun. Roll a duct tape. And, and then we'll, and Kim Lewis will come back on, and what is happening? His shirt will his shirt will just say STD. <laughs> That's what I think we should. Hilarious. I mean, his brain goes from we're talking about music. Sex. Penis. There we go. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's talk, let's talk. Let's let's talk. Let's focus in right now on obscene stealers. Okay. So you just like I said, you released a song a few weeks ago. This song is more. It's it's a, you know it honestly has almost a Kanye West vibe, a little bit to it. I think like yeah. the beat. I like the the what was the album he came out with? Yay or. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't listen much Kanye. A little, I've, but uh, I've worked with Kanye a bunch over the years, so I'm kind of really tuned into his sound. But like the thing, the thing that kind of surprises most people when they see my credits, you see like Kanye and J Cole and people like that. But all most of those big credits, they brought me into their world because I can bring a different style of music to them than they can get themselves. Right. So, for instance, with Kanye, one of the things I did with Kanye is I produced the horn section of all of the lights. So wow. he, when he called me to do it, he didn't call me and say, like, well, do you know how to produce horns? He just figured that I would figure out how to do it because right. that was always the role I had with Kanye. Like mm -hmm. Kanye had a, an idea and he didn't he had a vision for it, but he couldn't execute it or didn't know how. And then right. I was the guy that was like, hey. You figure it out. So I became the you figure it out guy for Kanye, which was a fantastic. The visionary. And then other people started finding out like Drake and J. Cole. So I started becoming, you know, kind of a designated hitter, hitter for a lot of those guys as well. Wow, and, you know, that's impressive. Yeah, but a lot of that is like, you know, I did uh, live choir and live string sections for J. Cole. Oh yeah, people look at that and wow. go, "Oh, you're into hip hop, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, I did the string section." <laughs> That's so. amazing. Yeah. Is it hard sometimes to work with some artists that like, cause some people are just really hard to work with, right? Like they just have a certain thing that they want, they want, they want, and you're here trying to do your best and you don't have to say who, but has there ever been an artist that you've worked with that just is like, dude, just shut the fuck up. Here's what I did for you. I, I, I you're done working on it. Here's what it is. Has there mm -hmm. ever been someone impossible to just almost please? Well, I don't think it's, I don't know. I don't I don't really think about the impossible to please people. I think there are a lot of artists who are scared to finish because once they complete their song or their project, then they can't change it anymore. And now they must be judged by everybody on it. And that's mm -hmm. a terrifying place for some artists to get. And you as a as a producer or a creative working with them, you have to kind of identify and manage that. Like mm -hmm. that's not something for for my role to be like, well, that fucking asshole won't do the keeps asking for <laughs> it's my job to identify that as going, Oh, what are they worried about right now? What's the mm -hmm. real issue? And that's like, that's the psychology of record making that, you know, 30 years of this teaches you. I mean, um, I would, I would say seven Grammy nominations, bitch. Fuck you. Here's what I, <laughs> here's what I did, motherfucker. Deal with it. I mean, you know, I have my limits. 
Um, I find that I try and, you know, I, it's usually really black and white with me. I can tolerate a lot until a certain point. And then once you cross, don't get disrespectful. Your ass is out. I'm just like, okay, I don't need this anymore. I got all of these other things. I don't know what you thought I would need, but not here. So, um, Maria, God damn it, just get on with the show. That's what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm really, I'm honestly, I'm really lucky that most of the people in the music industry are that have survived it are really fun to work with. Because mm-hmm. if you aren't capable of having a great time in the studio, you're probably not going to survive this business. Right. It's a fun time business, and most of the best music is either created by people who are in the darkest place by themselves or in a fun room full of people just batting ideas around the room and, and, you know, and reinforcing each other and creating. I wonder, I wonder how many times there's been someone who has just a one hit, you know, they call them one hit wonders, right? They have one hit because their their songs really good and it gets pushed and everyone loves it. But if they're hard to work with, no one's probably going to want to deal. Like, you have to be a salesperson almost yourself, even as an artist. And if you're hard to deal with, no one's going to want to work with you. And then you're not going to have any more great songs. The, the kiss of death with that is really the money issue where people go from making zero to just having more money than they fucking know what to do with. And then the ego inflates and they think that that train is just going to keep going. And like then this one was so easy. I don't know how it came, but boom, boom, boom. Here it is. The next one's going to come. And you know what? You actually either got really lucky or just caught a moment but the next one, you're going to have to put in some real work. And a lot of those people just forget that. And then yeah. they course correct too late. And then, you know, a year or two late, they're like, oh, but no, I'm back. And everybody's like. <laughs> Dude, you're so fun to talk to. I'm definitely adding you on my socials. Yeah, I'm, to keep in touch with you. I, I'm, I'm telling you, we've had this string of really good people to talk to recently. We just That's had great. So I, yeah, I watched a few of your interviews, um, bits and pieces of them before I came on, so I, I kind of wanted to get to know you, you guys. So, you kind of well, thank you so much. I've, I'm enjoying talking to you. You're so informative Likewise. and fun. Yeah, speaking of um, broadcasts, so uh, the first Wednesday of every month, I do a, a stu- uh, like a live stream from the studio called Mixing Night. I saw and, that. Yeah, so n- the next Mixing Night is Wednesday, October 5th, coming right up. Um, and I go live eight to 10 Eastern. Um, and I basically do like live mixing, live giveaways, interviews, ear training, beat challenges, all sorts of crazy shit. And it's just like two hours of fun. What platform is that on? Uh, YouTube. It's YouTube YouTube, uh, slash mixing night. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it's a, what's that? Let's go into, I want to talk about your mixing night and I want to talk about, uh, your payments and what and you take uh, on your website. I want to talk about all this, but I do want to play your song before we get yeah. lost. In the conversation. We can just go on and on and on and talk and talk and talk, but really fucking <laughs> this is obscene uh, Steelers featuring Duraj. Is it Duraj? And what do you do on this song before you play it? So me and Michael created all of the music and Duraj is the feature artist. Okay. All right. Here Thanks. we go. Let's play it right now. Obscene Steelers, Mr. Ken Lewis. Thank you for being on here. Let's go. Thank you. Yo, this the moment I was born for. Running, running on a long road. Who can stop me? Only Lord knows. Only Lord knows. It's the alpha. Flake that can move mountains. If you ever try to doubt it, you already know the outcome. What you thought it was, man, it's time. I am the 
I am the one. They about to see that I'm second to none. I'm on the run. How can I stop when we only be crushing? See an army circling round. Top of your lungs, go let it out. Blowing the horn, let the trumpet sound. Put up your walls, be tearing them down. Jericho. Danger. 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 It's coming down. Jericho. Danger. 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 It's coming down. Jericho. It's coming down. It's coming down. It's coming down. Danger. It's coming down. It's coming down. not a little kanye vibey ish oh how could it not i mean i've done so many you know i've done so much work with kanye how could it not be inspired by yeah he's he's brilliant i got a lot of Um, techno and bass bass nectar vibes off of that yeah we're great at concerts like that and then the next song is gonna be epic pop it's like this real dark epic pop the song is called side effects and it's basically about uh a being kind of a love addiction um and uh like a withdrawal from love um yeah. so so we're you know we're going down these kind of different musical lanes the the cinematicness of it is what's going to tie everything together but we'll do some hip-hop and some epic pop and some who knows you know edm we got some heavy guitars cranking in the next one so you never know what you're going to find in our productions, but it's always going to be a hybrid of, you know, some crazy I, shit. I, I think it'd be fun to find out. Yeah. It just sounds so good. And so uh, just smooth sounding. It's just, it's incredible that the music that you guys are making, let's go into, so you, I guess, do you help artists when you go live on YouTube? Are you helping other smaller artists out? Like what is the whole I guess what's the goal of when you go live? What's what's the what's the platform for? So mixing night started at the beginning of lockdown during the pandemic, and it was really my way of going like, oh shit, everybody's going to be stuck inside for a long time. Um, I have all this gear and I know how to use it, so let me just start broadcasting. So it, it eventually it started out as Q and A with Ken, and then it mm-hmm. bloomed into mixing night over time. And now we have a plugin. We have Greenhouse, which is one of my favorite plugins I've ever used. Um, but the show itself is like it was really my community building way to just kind of keep something for people to do and to keep mm-hmm. people engaged and connected during the pandemic. And it just resonated so well that I just kept it going. And now it's the thing that we can't live without. So now, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's we don't make a dime off it. And it takes like two or three hardcore days of prep for, with a bunch of people. But we all love it so much that uh, we just find, you know, we do it. I noticed on your website, there's like a payment button or reach out if you want to maybe an artist wants to reach out to you for you to work on their album. Uh, mm-hmm. One, 
before we even talk about cost, have you has someone ever reached out to you just as some no name guy who lives in uh we'll say Alabama where Don lives, some hillbilly town in Alabama? Yeah, <laughs> you wait, Blanche. You just wait, Blanche. She calls you Blanche. I got I got one of my best friends is in Alabama. Oh, <laughs> hey, Sebastian. <laughs> have you ever had someone, just some no one? You know, just some dude or or chick or whoever sends you music and you're like, holy shit, this is good. And can you also decipher, even if the recording sucks, can you know in your head, I can make this sound really fucking good? Yeah. 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 That happens. So, yeah, you know, the music industry has changed, unfortunately. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, for better or worse, it's a TikTok world now. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've basically stopped develop, uh, you know, stopped developing other artists because the way that you get artists signed to labels now is through getting successful on TikTok. And I don't want to spend my time there. Isn't yeah. that so, man? Is it, it's fucked up. It's so you know fucked up. <laughs> but so attention spans now. Yeah, it's killing it. I mean, that's why danger is a minute 40. You know, the original version of it was like two two thirty, but we are yeah. crushing it streaming as an artist uh, out straight out the gate with no label, with no support. We're doing really, really well at streaming early on. And I think the impact of the song and the, the shortness of the song really helps with that and keeps people engaged and listening all the way through the end. Because, you know, on a nerd level, there's all these algorithmic things that help your streaming yeah. numbers. Yep. And... Uh, the kiss of death is somebody skipping in the first 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. So it's boom and you're right in and I'm um, right and in the, your face from the get go. Exactly. And it's, you know, and we're musically, we're trying to take them on a journey. We're trying to be like, if there were no vocals, you would know what was happening just by the, the music changes and the, you know, the impact and the mm-hmm. ebb and flow of where the music is. You would know oh, like, Oh shit, this must be the verse. Oh, of course right. it's got to be coming. Oh, we're in it you know (laughs) algorithms are so insane and it's what's crazy is you know you put stuff on maybe tiktok or or youtube or whatever and everyone wants to do their hashtags right the hashtag this that i don't think hashtags that has nothing to do with algorithms because i have a video i put on tiktok that has like sixty-seven thousand views or something that's not that big but it's it's, for me that's pretty good and i don't think i hashtag a goddamn thing on that thing I just it's, put it on there. But if I would, if when I hashtag things, it's almost like, what's the point? It doesn't matter. Algorithms aren't going to pick it up. I guess you look it up from hashtags, but does not do with the algorithms and how well your video does. The algorithms always change too. So you don't really ever know what they're, you know, what they're picking up on. You just hope that, you know, we've reached out to a lot of uh, small playlisters and, you know, we're not going for the 10,000, 100,000 playlists. We're going for the thousand, the 500 playlists, right. you know, let's, if we can get on three or five dozen playlists of 500 people, then we're going to get regular streams and that's going to build. And then we can take that momentum to the bigger playlisters and go, Hey, people are listening. Look at our algorithm you want us on your list. We're performing really well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as an artist trying to build, you got to be really strategic. It's, it, I mean, if you want a long-term success as, as an artist, you've got to look at the business aspect of it and how mm-hmm. to navigate best, or you're just going to be throwing shit into the wind and hoping people mm-hmm. listen and people don't listen anymore. Right. Yeah, that sound, that's, that's not me. Hold on. 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 Hold
on. No, it's not you. It's Don. Don, you it's got me? Some, yeah, you got some noise going on back there. Oh, okay. Hold on. There, it went away. It, uh, there, there it goes. It's gone now. All right, it's gone. It's gone. So I want to. I want to ask you a, a. Let's just say. Oh, let me. You know, what? I muted her. No, Don, you muted yourself. Oh, Dusty muted herself. Okay, I'm gonna ask you this, Ken. No name artist. Someone doesn't know reaches out to you and says, "Hey, can you master this or produce this for me? Send you the files." Uh, what do you have like an average price, or does it vary? Uh, I have a set price. I don't say my indie prices publicly because they're much lower than my major prices, and the majors <laughs> never pay my major. Yeah, prices. Kanye West, you hear that? He's charging you more. He's charging you more than he would charge me. Kanye <laughs> can afford it. He never, he never uh, questions my invoices, but you know it happens. Um, but yeah, actually, I love working with independent artists. Um, primarily, I mix for independent artists, um, and uh, on occasion, I will produce for independent artists, but. Again, there's got to be a path towards is my is this going to be worth my time? And, you know, I'm kind of in that stage of my career where, hey, I need to like survive as a human being. So I need income and and uh, and you can't just take on all the pet projects that you want. I mean, there's so much incredible music out there. But, you know, if you have an artist with an incredible song, but they have no star power so to speak, just, you know, charisma is a much better word. If they have no ability to sell themselves, nothing you do for them is going to mean anything in the end because they won't be able to get it out in the right way. So it's not just about the music. It's about the whole, who is this artist? What do they have throwing down? What, and does the, does the music connect with me personally? And do I think I can really do a great job with it? Right. All of those things as a producer and a co-writer and a development thing, those come up as a mixer. I can mix anything under the sun and from Wu-Tang Clan to BTS to Kanye to I've mixed them. All. Sevenfold. <laughs> yeah. All of do, do, last question. Do you get, do you not get residuals? From oh you do, oh you do so so if someone does really good you get payments like regardless like you get some sort of it depends on the gig because I do a lot of different things for different people so when I'm producing and writing then I'll I'll get uh, residuals for that mm-hmm. uh, sometimes as a performer there's something called neighboring rights um, and whenever I uh, play or sing on a big record like Uptown Funk or We Are Young or um, Girl on fire or something like that. Then uh, I'll get uh, neighboring rights from those, and it's basically if it's a big radio single or if it like is a theatrical trailer or used in a big film or something or on a TV commercial, we get neighboring rights for those. Um, If I if I write on those, you do really well. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, if anyone's out there and wants to reach out to Ken Lewis, his his website's really easy. It's KenLewis.com. I believe it is. And you can see all there, all, all the different awards you won. You can see all the different artists he's worked with. Very fantastic. So good to have you on the show. It's been 30 minutes talking with you. Don't, Thank you both. Is there anything else you want to say before we get off here? Uh, I mean, the, the last thing from a work perspective is I'm mixing in surround now. Um, so I do stereo mixing, but uh, Atmos and Reality 360 are coming in the surround space. And this time next year, it's going to be the complete buzzword. Um, so if you're an artist that needs to get your music into surround, I am totally the guy. Hit me. And, and also check out obscene Steelers. 
such good music, man. And you're just Thank an you. incredible guy. I I, I love you. you have a very unique story, and it's fun having people like you on the show. So Thank you very much. Go check out KenLewis.com and check out Obscene Steelers. is on every, every every platform. That's all the time we got, Ken. Please stay right there till after the outro song plays. I do want to thank all of our listeners. Check us out on every podcasting platform, YouTube. We're everywhere. That's all the time we got. All I want to say is peace out. Rock on. And much love. There we go. This is the loud spot outro by Nothing Short of Tragic. Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the loud spot with Sebastian? Yes. Does nothing short of tragic have his back again? Yes. Does anything that's good really have to end? A big post has a pink show, so to get more episodes, make an order, this is over. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.